So, like, it's just very green inside the city. Yeah. And I like seeing how green things are Mm -hmm. in that area of the world, I guess. (laughs) But, yeah. So, I really like those two places. Nice. Well, those Mm -hmm. seem like really delightful places. I haven't been yet. You know, who knows? But uh, Let's go. They sound like... Okay, <laughs> I will go there, and then that's the next time you come visit me. And there will be a humble too. <laughs> just not just check everything off the list the next time I come. <laughs> exactly. See, there we go. We're, um, we're accomplishing things together. Yes. I'm living there, and you're visiting there. Well, I'm there. <laughs> Hello, hello! Welcome to Young, Gifted, and Abroad, perspectives on studying abroad from past and present students of color. My name is Danielle, and I'm so excited to be able to talk to you today because today I have my friend Andy as the guest. Um, Andy and I have known each other since high school, but we became a lot closer this year because Andy hosted me and a mutual friend of ours in South Korea. Um, We went there to visit her in February during the Winter Olympics, not for the Winter Olympics. (laughs) And uh, we had a really great time thanks to her. She was such a wonderful host and and took such such great care of us and um yeah i don't think we would have been able to have as good a time if it wasn't thanks to everything that she did for us so um so andy lives in south korea now but she actually went there for the first time as an undergraduate student Um, the programs in the country that she had wanted to go to were all full so she decided to give korea a try and she stayed there for a year studying language and culture but also something very unique and very interesting which i'll let her tell you about and um so that was that for a year and then she came back to the states graduated and then after she graduated she um for a number of reasons ended up back in Korea living and working as an English teacher and that's what she's been doing for the past five years so she talked to me about uh, her experience being in Korea for the first time uh, what traveling means to her and also the differences between um, studying in South Korea versus living in South Korea Um, some of the obvious differences I'm sure you can imagine but also some not so obvious Um, some actually very specific differences um, for her because her life has changed quite a bit especially this year Um, so yeah I hope you enjoy our conversation and uh, without further ado sit back relax and enjoy my interview with my friend Andy Hubbard No, that was really sweet of you and really thoughtful. And I kept the note, even though it was like this big. I still have it in my wallet somewhere. I thought that no, was, was so cute. A very small <laughs> note, but I'm glad that you saw it. Mm-hmm. I was worried that when you got the package, you wouldn't see the note and that oh. you would just throw it away. Like, yeah, oh. it's good that you mentioned it because otherwise I wouldn't have known to look for it. So, um, <laughs> But yeah, it's it's just always a pleasure to talk to you. I think you're just so... So sweet and so thoughtful. Um, so I'm glad that today I kind of get to put the spotlight on you so you can get some shine just for being oh. 
you know, Thank who you, you are. <laughs> so, I appreciate that. Um, I hope that you think that my life is interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I already do. I already do. But I'm sure oh. other people <laughs> would think so as well. Um, so why don't we start with you introducing yourself, if you don't mind. Okay, yeah, sure. So my name is Andy Hubbard. I went to Central Michigan University, and I studied uh, international relations. And I graduated in 2014, and I decided that I would study abroad in South Korea in 2013. Mm -hmm. Nice. And that wasn't... That wasn't your original plan, was it? Weren't you trying to go somewhere else? or Right, that was not my original plan. So those who know me well, they knew that I was studying Chinese, Mandarin Chinese, uh, when I started university. And so when I decided to study abroad, I wanted to study in China so that I could continue to practice with fluent speakers mm-hmm. and try and influency myself but that did not work out as planned which is okay Mm -hmm. because I have no regrets about studying in Korea either Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. so I was originally supposed to study in China and then it didn't happen but it's okay because I can go there often Right. Uh, just, just as a tourist, if I want to practice my Chinese. Yeah. And um, was it like, a de- did you like miss the deadline or was the program full and, and that's why you ended up going to Korea instead? Yes. When you sign up for the program to study abroad at Central, you have to... You have to sign up for one semester ahead of time. Mm. And... The when I finally decided, well, when I got the courage to finally sign up mm-hmm. to study abroad, <laughs> there were maybe it was three weeks before the deadline. Okay. And when I met with the study abroad advisor, she said that all of the programs were full, wow. so I wasn't able to study in China. But that's how I ended up in Korea mm-hmm. because. My study abroad advisor made the suggestion of, well, why don't you study abroad in Korea for one semester, and then the next semester you can apply for China and go to China. Mm-hmm. You'll still be able to study Chinese. And so I thought, well, why not? Why not go to Korea? Right. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm actually very willing to go anywhere. Mm-hmm. So it sounded like a good opportunity, so... Let's just go. <laughs> yeah. And did you end up... Um, so you you just went for the semester, right? Or did you were you there for an entire year when you went to Korea the first time? So when I went to Korea, I originally signed up for one semester. Mm-hmm. But then I ended up liking Korea so much that I decided that I wanted to stay for another semester okay. to make it work year. Mm-hmm. So what happened is when my first semester was coming to an end, I asked the study abroad office mm-hmm. if it would be possible for me to extend my stay there. And they were very happy to hear that they that I wanted to stay for another semester because it was an exchange. So basically what happens is if uh, only two 
people from CMU come to Korea University, mm-hmm. then only two Korean students can go to CMU. Okay. Whereas if five people come from CMU to Korea University, then five Korean students can go to oh. Michigan to study abroad. Nice. So because I was willing to stay for another semester, that opened up another spot for a Korean to go abroad and spend a semester in Michigan. Oh, cool. Cool. That's awesome. Yeah, so they were very happy and just willingly helped me with my application <laughs> to stay for another semester. <laughs> oh, that's good. Yeah. Um, so you mentioned you said when you finally uh, got the courage to sign up for to study abroad in China, it ended up being you know whatever. Were were you like nervous about studying abroad? Is that why you felt like you had to summon the courage to sign up? Or um, yeah, I was a little bit nervous. I I think the biggest thing was I didn't know. Um, when would be the best time. And then I told myself finally that, you know, maybe there won't ever be a best time and Mm -hmm. that I might always, you know, make some kind of excuse like, oh, like my finances aren't really there for studying abroad right now. Or, oh, I should stay here because, you know, somebody in my family isn't in good health or, you know, Mm -hmm. like... It just seems like there would always be some kind of reason to not study abroad, and I didn't want to miss out on that opportunity to mm. be able to go somewhere and experience something else. Yeah. So I just decided, no more excuses. It's done. <laughs> We're going. We signed up. It's done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good. I know. Um... Yes. I mean, with a lot of things, it can always feel like, oh, it's not the right time, even if it's something you really want to do. But right. I'm really glad that you finally put your foot down and was just like, you know what? I'm just, I'm going to make this the time. I'm going to make this the right time to go and do this. Right. So, right. Um, that's really good. That's really good. Um, had you uh, traveled internationally before going to Korea? Um, the only time I had been out of the country before Korea was Canada, so not sure if that counts since it's in our backyard, but, <laughs> but yeah, Canada was nice too. Yeah, yeah, I mean, Canada is no, a country, is... even though it's so close, you know. Yeah, this would be my first time going to the other side of the world yeah. and to a country where they don't speak English as the official language mm-hmm. and... Um, just very different culture, so. Yeah. But, hmm. So you were there to, um, to study Korean, I presume. That, was that yeah. what the program was about? Yeah, so okay. my program, I, um, I study Korean language, mm-hmm. and then I also had a Korean culture class, and then I would also have three other classes that I could take. So um, in my time, my full year that I was in Korea, mm-hmm. I mostly studied um, international politics classes mm-hmm. and North Koreanology classes. Oh, so yeah. It's quite a bit about our hermit kingdom. <laughs> <laughs> Which sounds a bit ironic. Yeah. Yeah. But, um... <clears throat> 
Yeah, I totally forgot. Because I remember, I don't even know if it's still up anymore, but I remember you had that blog going. And I would read I it. And I remember you would, you know, talk about your North Korean, North Koreanology, you said. Yeah. classes. Um, so, yeah, I, I remember that now that you mentioned it. <laughs> and yes. You you so, were, if anybody oh, wants to study abroad in Korea, at Korea University, mm-hmm. they have a department of Korean, North Koreanology, mm-hmm. which I highly recommend. Yeah. And is that Very. just... Is that just all about North Korea? Like, yep, it's all about North Korea. You that, learn, you study the history, you study propaganda that yeah. comes out, you study many different things. Yeah. Important to Yeah. Is that something that's particular to um, Korea University? Like, is it common for universities in Korea to have, like, I'm actually not sure if there are other universities that have this type of program, Mm -hmm. but um, I think Korea Universities is definitely highly ranked. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. I I mean, okay. I'm so used to, like, not thinking about North Korea other than in, like, (laughs) that, other than in that, like, fear-mongering sense that we get on the news here. Uh Uh-huh. But, like, I don't know, like, what would you say was the most interesting thing you remember learning about North Korea in those classes? Mm, the most interesting thing? Mm-hmm. Um, well, like I said, uh, we had um, a class uh, that was strictly on Korean, North Korean propaganda. Okay, yeah. And so a lot of times you would see, like, the videos that they come up with or you would see, like, little articles that they would write and most of them would actually be targeted on... Uh, they would target um, the U.S. Mm-hmm. and how we are bad people <laughs> and they actually have... Um, they actually call us the... American bastard in many of them. (laughs) But, um, yeah, I don't know, just looking at the different types of propaganda that they have and their way and style Mm. is very interesting. Yeah. And, uh, if you, have you ever seen the the potato song? It's a, I don't think so. Kanja, is there like a it's video? Like a little girl. Yes, it's like yes, a little... okay, yes. I have seen that video. Yes, yes, okay. that's my favorite video. <laughs> it's the best. It's. Yeah. I mean, is it just about potatoes, or is it also about how America no, like, is awful? I mean, or... <laughs> no, it's just it's um just a video of a little girl who's singing and performing the leaders of North Korea uh-huh. and she's just going on about how um, the great leader is great because he provides the people with potatoes oh, okay. they really like to eat so okay yeah I did see that video um, yeah. so, I remember where I think <laughs> it was like floating around Facebook one day and I saw it yeah um, yeah okay that's really interesting, and I'm sure that was right up your alley because you're like interested in like diplomacy and that whole angle. So it's like in addition oh, yeah. to studying, like learning the Korean language, you also got to, 
you know, study something that was also close to your your interest in that way too. So um, that's so interesting. And you were at Korea, Korea University, so you were in Seoul, right? Um, yes. Uh, so Korea University has two campuses. Okay. They have one in Seoul, and then they have one more kind of in the middle of the country. Um, but the North Koreanology classes, I think they have them in school, but I'm not positive. The North Koreanology classes that I took were at the, the other campus in Sejong. Yes. Oh, okay. So, so did you split your time or, or were you, um, um, I, yeah, I did most of my classes were down in Sejong. Okay. And that's the other location, not the sole location. Yes. Okay. Yes. Gotcha. But there are two locations. Okay. Gotcha. So, okay. So you said this was your first time really traveling abroad, and you had been nervous about studying abroad, but you decided that you wanted to have this opportunity, so that's what you did. Mm -hmm. Um, And you ended up going to Korea, even though you hadn't previously had plans to go there so um i guess i'm wondering what what were you thinking uh leading up to it or even like when you first arrived like do you remember how you felt or how you were thinking at that time um i think leading up to it i was you know I think I was more so worried about, like, oh, what should I pack? What do I need? What Mm -hmm. will I be able to live without, you know, that kind of stuff. So I think I was very scatterbrained Mm -hmm. (laughs) leading up to the trip. And then um, (laughs) on the plane, that's when I started getting nervous, like, oh, no, what if I... I don't like it. Like, I hear all these stories about people who will go to another country and then they won't like it. And then now they're stuck there for so many months, you know. (laughs) Like, what if if I can't, you know, communicate with people effectively, you Mm -hmm. know, because I didn't, I had a Korean friend at Central Michigan University that she did a lot to help me with trying to prepare uh, so that I knew at least the basics of Korean mm-hmm. and could at least say the alphabet, you know. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> because, That's a good friend. Uh, when I first came to Korea, I didn't know very much. I knew the basics like, 안녕하세요, 감사합니다, mm-hmm. uh, you know, those kinds of little itty-bitty phrases. Mm-hmm. Um, so she did a lot to help me prepare, you know, those tiny little phrases for me. But, um... Um, I was still nervous, like, oh, but what if there's this big, you know, cultural miscommunication or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, so I was a little bit nervous, but when I actually landed in Korea, it was so, I don't know, like, for people who like to travel, like me, like, when you go to another country, like, when you first step off the plane, you have this feeling of, like, wow, I'm in another country. Mm-hmm. And it, like, feels so great, you know, as an adventurer mm-hmm. who wants to go out and, you know, explore other places. Yeah. You know, like, that feeling is so, I wouldn't trade that feeling for anything. <laughs> I love that feeling so much, you know. Yeah. 
So it actually wasn't as bad as I thought it would be, you know? Mm -hmm. That's good. Like I thought I'd be more nervous, but yeah, I guess that sense of adventure took hold of me. <laughs> nice. And so when you landed, <laughs> did you immediately have to find your way from there to, was it Sejong? Sejong, is that where you said you were? Um, yes, that's right. Um, I actually came a day before. Okay. And I wasn't sure, like, if I should just stay at the airport or if I should go exploring a little bit because, as you may have, if you remember, mm -hmm. um, Incheon Airport is a little bit outside of Seoul. Right, yeah. Like, I think it's the Seoul metropolitan area, but in order to get, like, into the city, you have to go a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, so I wasn't sure if I should go into the city and explore or if I should stay, you know, in the, the night in Incheon area because the next day is when the school was actually meeting us to pick us up from the airport to take us back. Oh, okay. Gotcha. So um, there was another girl who came from Central um, with me. Sorry I keep saying Central. For those who don't <laughs> know, Central is the Yeah. But... Um, so she came with me, and we just decided, you know, that we would just book a hotel, you know, together, and mm -hmm. we would stay, you know, and we would go and find something to eat, our first, our first meal in Korea. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so we decided to stay near the airport, but I think we still had a good time. Nice, nice. Do you remember what that first meal was? Actually, um, we didn't know how to order food yet, <laughs> so our first meal was just snacks, and uh, we wanted to try makgeolli, so we tried oh. makgeolli, which is uh, traditional Korean rice wine, mm -hmm. so we just had snacks and rice wine. Okay. <laughs> That's yeah. nice, though. That's still pretty memorable. <laughs> Okay, so you get to Sejong, and then were you, like, well, you were on on campus, so were you, like, in a dorm, or what was your living situation? Yeah, I was in a dorm, and my living situation was actually that I had two Korean roommates, mm -hmm. and so part of the program was I did get a scholarship, Yeah. well, to live on campus um, if I was a language partner for these two students. Okay. So, yeah, the program that I was part of was called, um, what was it, ITS, ITS, mm -hmm. International Talent Sejong. And so um, each person who was studying there who got the, the scholarship to for like living on campus. Yeah. They had two roommates who were both Korean and any type of English help that they needed, um, we had to assist them with that. Mm -hmm. So it could be anything. It could be like if they wanted to improve their speaking, then we would help them with speaking. If they were an English major and they had a million papers to write, like my, like my roommate had, mm -hmm. then help them with their <clears throat> writing abilities and improving that, mm -hmm. um, and just kind of hang out with them, you know, make friends, 
Um, they would also, you know, tell us about their culture and help us with Korean if we needed help. Yeah. So, it's good. Yeah. And you feel like you got along with them pretty well? Yeah, I think so. Mm -hmm. I have some pretty good roommates. Nice. That's good. Mm -hmm. That's good. Um, I'm wondering though, okay, so this was for, did you go in like fall semester when you first went? Ah, when I first went, I went during their first semester of school, which starts in March. Oh, okay, okay. So their first semester is March until June. Okay. And then their second semester begins in the fall, so it's the opposite of the U.S. Mm, Gotcha, okay. I'm just wondering, since you had two Korean roommates, like, did they already live there, or did... Like, stuff had to be shuffled around to make room for, you know, this international student. Ah, okay. So, if you are part of the program, Mm -hmm. you live in a specific building. And those rooms are set aside for people who are part of the program. Ah, okay. So, you have to sign up for the program every semester. Okay. So if you decide that you didn't want to be part of the program the second semester, then you would just not not sign up. Not sign up. So okay. every semester, you could have the same roommate, or you may have had different roommates. Mm-hmm. So for my case, I had two roommates for the spring semester, which started in March, and then when the semester changed, then I got two new roommates. Okay. And so the Korean students who were in those rooms were there because they wanted to interact with international students and right. do language exchange. Okay. Right. Well, most most of them. Okay. I think that <laughs> there is, because the pressure is really high to... Um, be good at English here mm-hmm. in Korea. Um, I think that some people are really interested in studying English and want to have a foreign roommate, mm-hmm. but I think that there was also the situation of you were kind of forced to do it by your parents. Oh, okay. Yeah. And so uh, you would have to sign up for the program, and then you would have to interview for the program, and then get selected to have a foreign roommate. Mm. Okay. All right, I was just curious because I was, yeah. So I was trying to think of, like, when, if, like, I don't know. if <laughs> Since you were with, like, Korean roommates, I was just trying to figure out how that worked out since they would have already been there before uh, they yeah. arrived, you know. But, no, that makes per- uh, perfect sense now that you've explained it. So, okay. <laughs> so you... Uh, went to classes, you're studying Korean, and a whole bunch of other fun stuff. Um, was that mostly how your day went? You would, like, be in class and then study? Yeah. We, okay. Yeah, we would go to class and just hang out with our roommates, hang out with other international friends who are part of the program. Yeah. Um, a lot of times at night, we would go to um, either beer park and get some beers and chicken mm-hmm. because chinak is a very big thing in Korea, mm-hmm. which is uh, chi is chicken, mm-hmm. fried chicken, and then mech is mechju, which is beer. Mm. So 
this big cultural or not cultural thing (laughs) (laughs) to do that. Mm -hmm. And um, we would also go to benches, and we would just sit outside the convenience store, and there would be tables that you can just sit outside and just enjoy snacks and other things. And we would just talk about our days, and we would hang out with our Korean roommates, and Mm -hmm. it was fun. Nice. Okay. And then um, if it was the weekend... Um, if you remember, I mentioned we had to do a Korean culture class mm-hmm. for our first semester, and um, so every other week, they would try and give us some kind of activity to do together with our Korean roommates, you know, to give us more bonding time, mm-hmm. and so we would do stuff like we would take, like, a Korean cooking class and learn how to make something, or we would wear, like, the hanbok, which is the traditional oh um, dresses. Can I tell and you something? we would do different stuff like that, and sure. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but it's, like, my no, dream no. to, like, wear hanbok one day. Like, I didn't mention... Really? Mess- yes, like... I just think it's Wait, so Wait, why didn't we do that when you came? Because I didn't realize it until when we went to... Oh, no, Daniel. Now you have to come back to Korea. I didn't realize it until later. I just think it's so beautiful. Like, remember when we went to... Um... Dang it, I interrupted you in the middle of you were explaining something. No, no, no. But you remember okay. when we went to... Um, what is it called? The huge the huge palace that's in, in, the, in Seoul. Ah, uh, Yes. We went there, yes. and I saw all those people walking around, because you can, like, uh, dress up in, like, the traditional uh, garb and yeah. just walk around, and I would see them, and I'd be like, oh, my gosh. They look so pretty. Like, oh, no. And if I you wanted to do that. No, 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 not at the time. It was just, at the time, I was like, oh, my gosh, like, Hanbok is so pretty. Like, oh, my goodness. And then, like, over time, and I think, honestly, it wasn't until, like, recently when, um... I don't know, I keep seeing, like, there's, like, this artist who does graffiti where they he paints, like, black women in Hamburg, and mm-hmm. it looks really nice. And then um, I think Sandra Oh. Do you know Sandra Oh from Grey's Anatomy? Yeah. She took mm-hmm. her mom to the Emmys in Hamburg. Are they wearing? Oh, my gosh. So I think her mom was the only one. Sandra Oh wasn't, but she just looks so pretty, and I'm just like... <laughs> One day, oh, I just oh, one good time. Out. I want yeah, to wear a hump. Come back, <laughs> come back, come here, come here now. You can wear one. It's just so beautiful. I'll bring one too. If if I ever I have my wedding in, in no no no, you can wear the humble to my wedding. That's like one of my dreams is just to wear humble and just feel really pretty because it's like I. It's just like I just I'm getting emotional talking about it just because I just think they're so beautiful. <laughs> they're just like so flowy and like they just so they just seem so like dignified and just like oh my gosh and all the different color combinations you can have. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I'm sorry. That is I, true. I heard you mention Hanbok and then it just like sent me off into like random direction. But um, <laughs> no worries. It's okay. But um yeah, so you I'm got... glad that it triggered this kind of response from you. <laughs> I think, I think tradi- traditional dress, like, no matter what the culture, is just very appealing to me for some reason. Mm-hmm. But Hanbok especially is just like, oh, my gosh, so pretty. But, yes, you had a lot of... Huh? Like, the church dressing in India. What are they called? 
Oh, saris? Yeah, yes. Yeah. I think those are so beautiful. Right? Like oh, my yes. goodness. Yeah, <laughs> one day. That's like, yes. that's like, I wouldn't call it a bucket list thing because I feel like that's something that's pretty easy to do. But yeah, one day. One day. But anyhow, <laughs> you, had, you had a lot of different cultural activities is what you were saying, <laughs> right? Yes, yeah, so we had cultural activities and then we um, would also take many trips uh-huh. around to different parts of Korea. Uh-huh. And the most memorable one that I went on was I actually did go to the DMZ. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So How the was DMZ was, was very good. Yeah. It was, um, yeah, we went to, you know, like the little museum, museum there and we learned about like the axe murder and we learned about, um, I guess there were soldiers in the woods that were, if I remember the story correctly, uh-huh. I think there were soldiers that were chopping down trees in the DMZ and they were murdered by other soldiers, so that's, yeah, that's it. Oh. Um, but then, um, we also got to see a lot of the nature, but another part that really stood out to me is the our professor that we were with, mm-hmm. he took us a group of us to like a local like uh, restaurant that was in the DMZ. Kind There's of a restaurant away. in the DMZ? <laughs> yeah, because there are um, some people who are living in the DMZ, um, but um, we tried, like, some of the local side dishes, and he ordered um, some DMZ makgeolli. Mm-hmm. So, for those who don't remember, makgeolli was the traditional rice wine, mm-hmm. um, and you can get kind of different flavors depending on what part of the country you're in. Yeah. And uh, it was it was very good. Nice. It was a very good experience trying that in the DMZ. And... Um, yeah, so that's very nice. That's what but um, if you go to the DMZ, I do think that you have to be part of the tour just yeah. for safety reasons. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. So that's I'm not sure if we were actually supposed to do that, but <laughs> it wasn't my idea, so don't <laughs> don't be mad at me, please. Wait. You you went as a group, but you weren't part of an official tour. Is that what you is that what you mean? We you were part of a tour, but oh, okay. when my professor took us to that restaurant, that wasn't part of the tour. Oh, okay. So he only took like five of us with him, mm-hmm. and I don't know. He's just randomly like, "You you you come with me." It's like, "Let's go over here." <laughs> so, but uh, it was definitely a good memory. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm so intrigued because you, or, or I'm. I'm surprised to hear that there are people who live in the DMZ. I think when I think of DMZ, I just think of that like the area where it has like the blue cabin-looking buildings and oh, yeah, yes. like I think that it's just that like area, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I didn't realize it was wide enough for people to actually live in that mm-hmm. in that zone. Um, Wow, okay. Some people live there. Um, it's, yeah, I don't know. For the most part, it's very, there's a lot of forest. Mm-hmm. It's very nature I don't know. A lot of people say that, like, 
if you're looking for like nature in Korea, because that spot is very untouched by a lot of people, that that's where you would be most likely to find a lot of animals living in Korea. Mm-hmm. Okay. And very nice. What did your um? What did, did you tell your family that you? That you were going to the DMZ, or did you like wait until afterward? Or did they care at all? I don't know. Because I Actually, remember when I went to Korea, my mom was telling me, "Don't go anywhere near that DMZ," and I was like, "Ma, like seriously, like." <laughs> and I was trying to tell her they have tours, you know. Not that I was actually going to go. I was just saying that to like make her even more worried, uh, <laughs> just for fun's sake. But yeah, she was very much like, "Don't go anywhere near." <laughs> So, I mean, I don't know. Did your family have any thoughts about you taking a trip to the DMZ? I can't remember if I said that I was going to go Uh or if I said something after the fact. Okay. Um, But I do remember that I posted something on my blog about it. Uh And so because I wasn't really on Facebook that much, I... My main communication of like, hey, this is what I'm doing, was my blog. Um, so yeah, I didn't really post that much on Facebook, I think. But yeah, okay. if if I told them, then it was probably by my blog. Oh, I see, I see. As in, as in, if you check my blog, then you will see that I'm going there. <laughs> if not, then it's okay. You don't need to know yet. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So that was like your main way of communicating with people was just like writing about what you were up to on your blog. Yeah. Okay. But I was also not very good at updating it. <laughs> well, I remember I still I... try and update it these days. Yeah. But I'm also not so good at it. But I mean... I'm trying to get better at it. I'm trying to get more into the swing of things with being more consistent with my updates. Yeah. I mean, you do what you can, and uh, I mean, you have like a whole different set of responsibilities now compared to back then, so, um, you know, that can also um, put demands on your time as well, but I mean, I, you know, I would still read it if you did, you know, keep writing and, you know, updating, I would still read it, I remember enjoying it way back, to, way back when, um, yeah. <laughs> so <Yeah>. okay. <laughs> so okay. So you were there for an entire uh, year, like an entire school year. Yeah. Um, and that included um, summer break as well. I'm assuming. Is there do yeah. Korean students have a summer break like we do, or is it shorter or longer? Um. Yeah, they have a summer break. Um, it's a bit shorter. Okay. Um, because like I said, uh, final exams are usually aren't until middle to end of June. Oh, okay. So you have July and August. Um, and then during that time, um, I was just living in Seoul, and then also I took a trip to Thailand. Nice. Okay. So. Yeah, that was that was. A fun experience too. <laughs> Did you go by yourself? No. At the time, I had a boyfriend, mm-hmm. so we went together to Thailand. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, that must have been nice. Yes. Yeah. It was. <laughs> now, is was is that 
Is that the person that I know, or is that a different person that you were with at the time? The boyfriend? Yeah. Yeah, the boyfriend is my husband. Oh, okay. okay. I was trying to be be clear. (laughs) No, not a different boy, just his status has changed a little bit. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) And did you... Did you meet him while you were in Sejong? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's right. We met when I was studying. Um, he was the cafe manager at an English-only uh, cafe. Mm-hmm. So uh, if Koreans wanted to come and practice their English, then just come to that cafe. And then uh, if you're caught speaking in anything other than English, then you get kicked out. I'm not sure if those rules were actually enforced. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I think it was just for the opportunity to come and speak more English and yeah. try and improve. Because a lot of the native English speakers would come and hang out there. Mm-hmm. And so he was a cafe manager there, and that's how we met. Mm-hmm. Okay. And... Um... I'm not going to ask you a ton of questions about him because I feel like that's invasive, but do you feel like, um, and I know like you weren't like, it's not like you were going to Korea scoping for a Korean boyfriend either, but um, I mean, once you did like kind of develop a, a friendship and then like that, you know, turned into something more, do you think that helped? Do you think knowing him at the time helped you in terms of developing your Korean or just like learning about interacting with Korean people or did it not um, did it not have like any uh, impact at all? That was a really good question. Um, I definitely got to experience what um, like dating culture was like. Mm-hmm. So I got to experience that firsthand which is really nice. And yeah. Anytime I had questions about the culture I definitely felt like um he was a good person that I could ask and that he he could definitely like explain things to me better or like why certain things are a certain way, you know, historically. So that was very nice. And then Korean, um, if I had questions about like grammar or something was not I didn't understand well, then I could ask him as well. Mm-hmm. But because my Korean was so low at the time, mm-hmm. we mostly spoke in English. <laughs> So, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. His English is really good, yeah. though. Like, he speaks English beautifully, and it's just, like, mm-hmm. so nice. I don't know, because I know it's, like, um, like you said, it's a thing where a lot of people feel pressured to learn English, but mm-hmm. developing, like, um, actual proficiency as opposed to just, like, being able to pass tests, but developing, like, a, a proficiency where you feel comfortable communicating is can be really hard especially um if you're coming from like a language that's so different like if you're Mm -hmm. in korea or japan or like china or or in asia in general you know that they don't have like Mm -hmm. letters like some other languages do it can be really hard um so yeah i was always so impressed by how wonderful and just how fluid his english is so i'm sure that it would be an easy thing to fall back on since he knows it so well and you're you were still learning at the time. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I think that's just so sweet how you ended up meeting him, you know. Imagine if you had gone to China instead. You might not have ever... Yeah, <laughs> then I may have never met my husband. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. So, like I said, no regrets. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
the only regret that I have <laughs> is that I did not continue to study Chinese more. Mm. Yeah. I think I should have continued it more frequently. Because mm-hmm. I think that I have um, forgotten quite a bit of it. Yeah. That I studied, so. Mm-hmm. Were you trying to, like, study on your own while you were in Korea? Or was that, like, too much to juggle? Like, were you just focused on, you know, learning about Korea and learning the Korean language while you I were there? Did, um, I did bring my Chinese books mm-hmm. so that I could try and study, you know, and try and juggle, you know, helping people with English, but then also studying Korean and Chinese. But yeah, uh, I think it just became too... Hectic for right. me to control all of that, and then also just have a good time again and experience the culture. Mm-hmm. So, nice, yeah. And, um, uh, my biggest struggle is that there are not enough hours in the day. <laughs> <laughs> you, I, you and me both. <laughs> uh, I mean, you're only one person. Um, so yeah. it's fine. I was just asking because I know that at the time that was like a big thing for you um, was like studying Chinese. So I didn't know if you were still trying to keep that up while you were in Korea. But even if you weren't, that's I really like. Enjoyed, I really enjoy Chinese and I um, I want to study it more. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think I'm going to revisit studying more of it now because I actually have a new student at one of my schools. Mm-hmm. And she can't speak Korean or English. She only speaks Chinese. Oh, okay. So I think it would be um, helpful for her if I could kind of learn a little more Chinese to try and, like, make her at least feel, you know, welcomed and, like, not to give up, you know, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. So yeah. I'm definitely going to pick up Chinese again. Yeah. Start studying some more and see what I remember. Yeah, that could be a good opportunity for both of you. And it's so good you're, you know, thinking of ways to connect with your students so she can so she can learn and and um, adapt better, you know, since she doesn't mm-hmm. know Korean or English yet. So, um, yeah. But, yeah, I didn't even mention you are back in Korea. You live in Korea now and you're a mm-hmm. teacher. Yes. Um, did, you, did your initial time in Korea... Like, at the end of your time studying abroad in Korea, were you thinking, I want to come back? Or, like, had you planned to come back already after graduating? Or how did that work out that you ended up being a teacher in Korea? Yeah, I I knew that I wanted to come back eventually. Mm-hmm. I wasn't sure if I wanted to come back so soon. And I wasn't necessarily sure if I wanted to teach English either. Um, but... You know, at the time, I was trying to, I don't know. I don't really want to go into detail about it because oh, I'm a little okay. bit shy about my plans. That's fine. Um, but you know that mm-hmm. um, my my dream is a little bit difficult to get to. Yeah. So I think that when I graduated from university, I wasn't ready, and then I needed, you know, a little more time to continue to study. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, so I figured that, you know, coming back to Korea would still give me the opportunity to be able to learn Korean mm-hmm. and develop language skills. And 
you know, being able to teach English. I can, I liked helping my roommates when they had questions about English, so yeah. I figured that teaching English is okay for me. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it would be a job that I would like. So I decided to teach English here. I don't plan on teaching English here forever, as you know, <laughs> yes. what, my, what my career goals and my ambitions are. Mm-hmm. But um, I ended up liking it the first year that I was here. So I decided to stay a second year, and then I stayed a third year. And so here we are. I'm still teaching English and still trying to improve my Korean. Yeah. And... Um, trying to work towards my career goals. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah. And you have in-laws now. You have, like, a family, a Korean family. Yeah. <laughs> like, Korean in-laws. Yeah. And they're very, very sweet and very supportive of me. And mm-hmm. I'm very thankful to them. That's good. For always being accepting. <laughs> <laughs> That's really good. Um, and you were, when you first went back to Korea to teach, you were in Jeju, right? Yes, I was in the lovely island of Jeju. <laughs> Way down south, yeah. Way down south. <laughs> and they then, are... oh, sorry, what? Oh, no, it's okay. Oh, okay. Um, and then eventually you made your way to Suwon, which is where you are now. Yeah. Have you, yeah. is that where you've been the longest since you moved there? Or were you in Jeju longer than you've been in, in Suwon? Um, my time has been split. Uh-huh. So with this third year of teaching in uh, Suwon, I will spend most of my time here in Suwon. Okay. Gotcha. Nice. Um, so Suwon is like kind of the suburbs of Seoul. Mm-hmm. Mm. So I'm very close to Seoul. Yeah. I love Suwon, mm-hmm. though. It's, like, big but livable. I just, I don't know. Yeah. I love that place. Yeah, yeah. It's so nice. I get what you mean. <laughs> I really like Suwon as well. Yeah. Do you, uh, f- do you have, like a, like, a favorite location within Korea since you've spent time in a couple of different places so far? Favorite place? Or, like, mm. a favorite, like, city? Not necessarily. Mm. And I, for the most part, I've liked everywhere that I've gone. Okay. Um, I do think that I need to go out east more, mm. though. Um, get on some of the mountains. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> yes, that's where a lot of the mountains are, and I'd like to go hiking more yeah. and see the pretty, the pretty mountain <laughs> views of Korea. Yeah, I'm sure that would be really beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. And, oh, yes, this is something I was meaning to ask and I kept forgetting. So you were at Korea University, and yeah. Korea is, like, or Korea University is, from what I've heard, is, like, super prestigious. Is there, there's, like, a top three or something of universities uh, well, in Korea? Well, it's considered a Sky University. Uh-huh. So the Sky Universities are Seoul National University. Mm-hmm. Korea University and Yonsei University. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they they are considered to be quite prestigious. Yeah. But I mean, there are a lot of really good universities that are not those three universities right, in right. Korea. Well. <laughs> so 
yeah. I was just asking because I didn't, um, I was wondering if, like, if the standards might have been higher, even though you were coming as, like, an exchange or an international student, if it, if the requirements for, like, that city abroad program might have been higher because it was, like, or considered to be a more prestigious university, but it doesn't sound like that was the case. Um, from what I remember from applying, mm -hmm. all I had to do was I had to fill out, like, an application, and then I had to fill out, I had to write a few essays as to, like, why I want to study here, mm -hmm. um, like, what I expect to, you know, gain from this experience, you know. Yeah. Like, different, I, I think I had to write, like, a total of three Okay. Essays. And um, they were along the lines of those kinds of talk topics. Okay. Yes. That's not too bad. Yeah, right. so it wasn't it wasn't difficult to apply. Okay. That's good. And is it like um is the program with Korea University, is that the only program in Korea that Central is affiliated with? Um, when I was studying there, yes okay. it was. Gotcha. Yes. Um, but I know that there are other universities. I met some other students who were from universities like uh, Grand Valley. I met somebody from mm. Grand Valley yeah. studying. And I think there was there's another girl, but I can't remember where she studied. <laughs> yeah. But there were other universities in Michigan that also had programs here in um, here in Korea. Yeah. Okay. And what would you say, I mean, I'm, I'm sure there are a lot of, of them, but what would you say is, like, the the biggest difference you've experienced between studying abroad in Korea and, like, living and working in Korea? Um, that's a good question. I... I think just the amount of responsibilities, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. as a student, you know, you had to study and, you know, get good grades, but at the same time, I think you had a lot more freedom, you know, with your life, with, oh, today I want to go to Seoul and do this, or, you know, I, I guess what I'm trying to say is you have a more flexible schedule. Mm-hmm. So you have more freedom to do things throughout the week, whereas here as a teacher, you know, you have to be at work from, you know, 8.40 to 5, you know, yeah. and then by the time you're out of school, then it's like, oh, the kids, like, drain you of energy because <laughs> there's, so, there's so much energy. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, you know, you feel so tired that you're like, ah. Oh, I think I'm just going to stay in for the night, you know, and then, you know, when you're a student, you also have, like, the cafeteria where you can just, like, have your meals prepared, whereas mm -hmm. here you have to go grocery shopping right. and you have to make your food, and, you know, I guess it's just, you know, that, that difference between being a college student and then, like, now being an adult yeah. that's in the world. Right, right. Just, you feel like you have more responsibilities, and like I said... There are not enough hours in the day. <laughs> there just aren't. I feel you. I so feel you. That, is, that is the biggest difference, I guess. Yeah. 
and biggest okay. struggle. Mm. Mm. Uh, okay. And do you, you said you don't see yourself, um, you, you said you don't see yourself teaching forever, but mm. do you see yourself living in Korea long term? I think we've talked about this before, but I can't remember like what your. I would like to live in Korea long term, like yeah. I don't mind, yeah. but the only problem is that uh, it's hard to get a job here as. A foreigner, you're not gonna teach English. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I don't. I have plans of what I want to do, mm-hmm. and I would like to hopefully be stationed here one day. Yeah. Um, and be able to do that. But um, I don't know. I also kind of wanna travel the world mm. a little bit more. So. I don't necessarily want to limit myself to Korea. That makes sense. Yes. Okay. But for now, it's good. Wherever my future job takes me, I will be happy to go. (laughs) Well, maybe a little bit nervous, but... (laughs) Okay. Yeah, I definitely want, you know, to experience more of the world as well. I mean, that makes sense. Especially, like you said, you like to travel and like to explore new places so um mm-hmm. that makes perfect sense but for now you're you still enjoy living in korea like it's still it's not like you're not like itching to to leave just yet are you yeah definitely i'm i'm content here okay mm-hmm. good good yeah i'm content and i like it here but if there are other opportunities then i'm okay with you know trying to chase after those opportunities too Right, that's good. That's good. It's good to be open. <laughs> yeah. And my husband is also supportive of it too. <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's really good. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I'm. You said you got a scholarship to which led you to do the um, the program where you lived with two uh, two Korean students. Um, yes. Do you? Did you receive any other scholarships that helped you when oh, you were studying yes. abroad? I actually received one more scholarship, which mm-hmm. was from the Office of Study Abroad at Central Michigan University. Okay. And it was a small scholarship, but anything helps. Yeah, right. Definitely. Exactly. So, yes, that was very nice. That's good. That's good. Mm-hmm. And um, so you said you'd be open to moving anywhere if the opportunity opportunity presented itself. And I know you've been able to travel a lot. Being in Korea allows you to travel a lot, especially throughout Asia. Um, But do you, like, is there anywhere else on the top of your head that you really would like to go to? Or do you have travel plans coming up? Okay, so actually there are a few countries that I've been to that I really like the atmosphere of. Mm -hmm. And um, actually, one of them that I would like to live in one day is a country that I just came back from. Mm-hmm. Uh, I spent Chuseok uh, oh, holidays. Yes. Yeah. And um, Can you explain it's not my Chuseok first is? time. Oh, yeah. Chuseok. Chuseok is like the Korean Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Um, so we prepare a lot of foods, but um, it's a little bit different because we have kind of like a an altar 
where we um, like kind of give our food and remember our ancestors yeah. that have been deceased. So uh, yeah, so we set up their pictures and we put all the food um, in front of their pictures and we pour them, you know, glasses of alcohol mm-hmm. to enjoy and then. Um, yeah, so just the family takes, we all take turns and we, we bow to our ancestors. So in Korea, when you bow to somebody who is living, so like when you bow to your parents, you bow once. But when you bow uh, to the deceased uh, ancestors, mm-hmm. you bow twice. Okay. And that is the, the down on the ground, all the way standing mm-hmm. kind of bow. Okay. So, yes, full body bow. <laughs> <laughs> but a, a lot of people also, like, go on vacation during that time, right? Yeah. And that's what so, you did, right? And then sometimes uh, it can be a lot of hard work preparing all of the food, and mm-hmm. especially if you're if you celebrate with, like, your extended family, mm-hmm. like, with aunts and uncles all come over to one person's house, then that's a lot of food and a lot of work to do so some people um will actually just take a more relaxing vacation during yourself yeah and so this time i was actually very lucky um and i was able to go to malaysia nice uh, so one day i would really like to live and work in malaysia mm. no i just really like the atmosphere i like the people are so friendly. I mean, obviously, there are friendly people everywhere. Right, right. And there are not very friendly people everywhere. Yeah. But for the most part, um, you know, whenever I needed help with something and I had a question to ask, like, people just helped, no problem. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, okay, you just, you want to go here, you know, so just take this train and, you know, connect at this train, you know, and then you're there. You know, that kind of thing. So yeah. I just felt like people were very helpful. And um, even, like, the flight attendants on the plane, like, usually they just, like, stand there and they greet you, like, hello, hello, welcome, you know. But, like, I actually had, like, flight attendants who were, like, actually, like, having conversations with me, like, after the flight and stuff like that. And oh. I don't know. I just felt like everyone there just seemed very, you know, in a good mood and friendly and yeah, I don't know. <laughs> you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. 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 So I really like Malaysia. Um and then also right below Malaysia is Singapore. Mm-hmm. I would really like to live and work in Singapore as well. Yeah. What about Singapore do you like? Um I would say that I like the I think that the people there are also very nice and I have I have friends there, so mm. maybe that's helpful too. But um, <laughs> I like the look of it, which might sound weird, but it's kind of like there's a jungle, but inside the city. Mm. I don't know how to explain it. I guess it's, I don't know. I don't know if that gives the right the right picture mm. of things. But like, it's just very green inside the city. Yeah. And I like seeing how green things are mm-hmm. in that area of the world, I guess. <laughs> but yeah. So 
really like those two places. Nice. Well, those mm-hmm. seem like really delightful places. I haven't been yet. You know, who knows? But uh, let's go. They sound like <laughs> okay. I was there, and then that's the next time you come visit. <laughs> And there will be a humbug too. <laughs> just knock, just check everything off the list the next time I come. Exactly. See, there we go. We're um, we're accomplishing things together. Yes. I'm living there, and you're visiting there. Well, I'm there. Oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> I mean, maybe you know, who knows? But. Um, I forgot what I was going to say. No, I was just going to just say those sound like very good choices um, to have, you know, on your list of places you'd like to return to. So that's really Mm -hmm. good. Um, I, oh, there's one question I meant to ask like way back and I kept forgetting. (laughs) Um, but you, so like you're American, but you're like, I guess, I guess people would could say that you're like Asian looking. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like that um, had any effect on like how you got by while you were in, studying abroad in Korea? Like, did people assume that you sh- could know more Korean than you did, or did I don't know? Like, did that have any effect on anything while you were in Korea the first time? Um. Not really. Mm. I, um, let me think. So when I was here, Mm -hmm. um, for the most part, people could tell that I was not Korean. Yeah. Uh, There were still some people who would come up to me and they would start speaking rapid Korean and I'd be like, Oh, <laughs> you know, like, like, oh, I'm sorry, I don't know, you know, like, uh, I don't speak Korean well, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, and then they, they would look closer at me, like, like, they would do, like, the double take, or, like, they would, like, really look at me, and they'd be like, oh, you're not Korean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so so they would be like, no, no, I'm not. And then, um, but for the most part, people didn't think that I was Korean. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people thought that I was either Chinese or Japanese. Oh, okay. Yeah, which is really surprising because I don't think I look like I could be either. Mm-hmm. But who knows? It, yeah. it could have just been a quick mistake, you know. Right. But, um, yeah, so, I mean, I had a few people who tried to speak to me in both languages, but, uh, but I, it was still, like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I mean, the Chinese was a little bit okay. Like, yeah. oh, okay, somebody wants to practice with me. Mm-hmm. But um, the Japanese, I, I had no clue. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I was curious. But, uh, I just figured I'd ask and see. Um, yeah, and then another common thing that I would get was, you know, people would ask me, you know, where I'm from, and I would say, I'm from the U.S., and then uh, they would say, but where are you really from? Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, because I think here, because Korea is still kind of considered a homogenous country, mm, okay. um, that's just, you know, 
starting to open its borders more to more foreigners, mm-hmm. you know, and more foreigners are starting to live here. Um, I think that they still assume that a lot of people who come from the U.S. are mostly white, mm-hmm. and so I kind of took that as an opportunity to be like, oh no, we're very, very diverse, so <laughs> don't worry. <laughs> Don't worry, I'm really from the U.S. Right, right. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah, teaching yeah. moments, teaching moments to hey, help people exactly. learn more it's about like, the rest of the world. Yeah. See, it was one of those moments where I was just like, uh, oh, that was, that was kind of weird. And I was like, wait, this is a teaching moment. <laughs> <laughs> so... Yes, and I think that's another reason why I like being abroad is to just kind of, you know, be able to um, stop the stereotypes and, mm-hmm. you know, try and help people understand, you know, different things. Yeah. Us as well, you know. Okay. And do you feel at all that you get, since you've been living there for, shoot, how many years has it been? Five, six? This will be my sixth year. Yeah, six so, years. Yeah. Do you feel like you can't you're believe forget- I've been gone for that long? Really? That's what I was gonna ask. If you like feel homesick <laughs> at all since you've been away for so long? Um, you know, when it comes to homesickness, I'm for the most part I'm okay because mm. I look at Korea as being my second home. Mm. But you know, you do kind of miss a lot when you're away from your family. So like when people get married or. If somebody gets sick and passes away and you can't be at the funeral, you know, like during those times, I feel a little bit homesick and a little bit, you know, like guilty Mm -hmm. that I can't be there to help celebrate with people or help remember, you know, what a great life somebody had. But um, I think that's just part of being abroad and I knew that this situation might, you know, happen while I'm abroad, so that was my choice. Yeah. Um, yeah, sometimes it can be difficult with how much you miss out on. And, um, another thing is that I, I think I feel a little bit homesick when I have a difficult time, but, you know, I think I would have a difficult time no matter what country I was living in, so I try and look at it that way, like, oh, you know, in America, I'm still going to have, you know, struggles. Right. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Try not to let that get me down. Yeah. Yeah. That's still a good be happy for my opportunity. It. Wait, what was that? Still be happy for my opportunities. Oh, yes. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Okay. So, two more questions for you. Um <laughs> Thinking about uh, studying abroad in Korea, especially, but also, you know, living in Korea and traveling around and all that. Do you have um, any advice for anyone who's looking to uh, go to Korea or just travel more in general? Any, like, major takeaways from Um, your experiences that you'd like to share? Yeah, the biggest thing is just do it. Yeah. <laughs> don't don't let excuses get in the way. Um, if it's something that you really want to do, then just do it. Mm. Just, I don't know. I 
so far I've been to many countries in Asia and I haven't regretted any of them. Yeah. They've all been great trips. So um, if you're definitely kind of more of an adventure like me and you want to go out and experience new things, new cultures, new foods, mm-hmm. uh, especially the food. So. <laughs> definitely yes. eat the food. And I know, I know they tell you not to go to like hawker stalls mm-hmm. because of like cleanliness, but I don't know. Some of the food is so good. <laughs> the same. So yes. if you're willing to take the chance, then I definitely recommend this. Yeah. Um, but uh, don't don't yell at me if you get sick though. <laughs> but like I said, um, some of the best foods that I've ever had were at hawker stalls. Mm-hmm. So. And I have never gotten sick so far, not on wood. <laughs> so, <laughs> so um, definitely, my best advice is to just do it. Yeah. And if you keep, if you look at it the same way that I did, and you just keep telling yourself it's not the time, it's not the time, then you're never going to do it. Right. And you might be filled with regret if you never do it. So just do it. Good. Very sound, very simple advice. Appreciate that. Yeah. (laughs) And, okay, last but not least, is there any where or any way that you would like people to connect with you online or keep up with what you're doing? Um, I mean, I I do have a Facebook that I check occasionally, and then I do also have um, my blog. I'm trying to be better about it. <laughs> so, I mean, if people want to look at, like, my blog history and see, like, the different countries that I've traveled to or, like, um, like, uh, different experiences that I had while I was studying abroad, I did do some, you know, kind of blogging during that time. So, if they're interested, they can check out my blog. Okay. And what's that called? Um, my blog was, I think it was Journey to Korea, 2013. Okay. Um, it's just like a blog spot. Um, just like I'm the, the blogger for Google. Yeah. So I think if they just type in like Journey to Korea, 2013, I think they should be able to find it. My name is Andy Hubbard, so. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And your name on Facebook is also Andy Hubbard? Yeah, it's it's Andy Hubbard. Okay. Yeah, or you can also write you Andy, but uh, maybe if you don't know how to write it in Korean, it won't pop up. So <laughs> just Andy Hubbard. Okay. Yes. Gotcha. I haven't officially changed my name yet. Not sure if I'm going to. I mean, we have time. There's no rush. Yeah, uh, exactly. I know I said this to you before, but like, congratulations on like all the change, the life changes you've had this year. You know, <laughs> Thank you. Are you in the new apartment finally, too? I am. I am. It's messy. No, it's okay. Oh, what's something nice about this apartment inside? Normally in Korea, uh, apartments don't have ovens, so I bought a really big oven, and I make things. So it's really nice. Nice. Oh, my gosh. They even came with a cookbook. Really? That's so good. I'm excited for you. You have an actual oven. It's like, yes, come here. Come here. <laughs> you can wear a hanbok and just, I can make you something in my oven. Yeah. <laughs> come here. Uh, <laughs> bring Sharon, too. Make her come. Yes, you have to bring Sharon, too. 
<laughs> but yeah, I just um I'm just so glad that uh all the all the changes that are happening in your life this year have been working out well from what I can tell. Um and I'm just really happy for you just, you know, living and doing your best and still working toward your dream and, you know, having this new family well they're not like brand and spanking new but you know this like new family of yours that you're still trying <laughs> yeah. to figure out like uh, i'm just really proud of you and i'm really happy for you and um uh well you know i just i think you're awesome so um <laughs> hey, danielle but i think that you are more awesome oh goodness <laughs> i thank you for being so interested in my life <laughs> of course of course and thank you for agreeing to be a guest on um this podcast i know there's like some uh concerns or questions you had you know but i'm glad that you know we ended up working it out and um i hope it was fun for you i was i try to keep it lighthearted so people don't you know get too nervous when i'm asking them things but you know um, I enjoy talking to you, at least. Hopefully, you enjoy talking to me. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I definitely enjoyed talking to you about it. It's, actually, it was a really nice opportunity for me to just kind of sit and reflect again and remember what was what happened, you know, during that time when I was when I first came to Korea and, you know, how I felt when I first stepped off the plane and yeah. stuff like that. So, thank you so much for letting me be a guest. I really appreciate it. I feel very honored to be your guest. Oh, yeah. thank you. It's my pleasure. I'm honored to have you. I am truly. Um, cool. But uh, yes, it's Saturday. Is it still eleven? It's 11:30 over there, yes. right? Okay. Yeah. So uh, I'm gonna let you enjoy the rest of your Saturday. I'm okay. probably gonna. <laughs> who am I kidding? I'm not going to bed. I'll probably be up like way past when I need to be. But um. <laughs> I'm going to act like I'm pretending to get ready for bed. Um, That's okay. I mean, it's the weekend. So enjoy. (laughs) And I just... Also... Oh, yes. Yeah. Go ahead. Just like like there aren't enough hours in the day, Mm -hmm. life is short, so you should do what makes you happy. Yes. Indeed. Yes. So, (laughs) you want to stay up? It's okay. (laughs) If staying up makes me happy, then that's what I should do. (laughs) Yeah. Usually, I want to stay up late, and then I just fall asleep. <laughs> I'm too tired. Yeah, yeah, same, <laughs> same. Um, but yeah, I'm going to act like I'm going to bed or something, find something to occupy my time. But I hope you enjoy the rest of your Saturday. Have a great weekend, and I'm sure we'll be in touch about something or other uh, real <laughs> soon. So <laughs> Definitely, definitely. And, um, Message me. Yes, I will. I will message you. Oh, and I mean, tell tell your husband I said hi, um, and that uh-huh. I think he's swell as well. I think you're both just two really swell people. So I'm really glad that y'all are like with how e- you have each other. I think it's great. Um, Thank you. But yeah, just all the best to you and have a great weekend. Okay. Thank you. You too. All right. Have a wonderful weekend. Thank you. Bye, Andy. Bye, Danielle. <laughs> Alright y'all, there it is. Thanks to Andy for being such a wonderful guest and I hope you like how this all turned out. For the rest of you listening, don't forget to follow this podcast at Young Gifted and Abroad on Instagram and Facebook and don't forget to check out guest profiles and resource lists on younggiftedandabroad.com. 
Also, if you like what you've been hearing so far, then please continue listening to the podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, Acast, or Stitcher. And as always, if you have questions or comments to share, or if you yourself would like to be a guest on the show, then feel free to email me at younggiftedandabroad at gmail.com. So for next week, I can tell you that there will be an episode, there will be a guest. (laughs) That guest will be a friend of mine from one of my various phases of schooling. No surprise there. (laughs) And uh, that guest will be a lovely human being. Um, But that's about all I can tell you for now. Um, So I'll leave it a surprise um, as to who and where we'll be talking about (laughs) next week. Um, So look forward to finding that out next week. But until then, thank you so much for listening and talk to you next time.